0: Hello, this is Bill Lightell. one more time with some wisdom for your walk. I want I to speak to you a few minutes about a really important subject. Uh, I love conclusions in the Bible. Let's go to James chapter 1 and verse 13 through 15. Let no man say when he's tempted, I'm tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he's led away of his own lusts and enticed. Now that is the Bible. You can excuse yourself. You can say anything you want to do. But the Bible says you're led away of your own lust and enticed. The evil is within us. A naked woman could walk by you. If you didn't have the evil nature, you wouldn't affect you. Well, I know that so Adam and Eve were naked and didn't know it. If you don't have that evil nature, you don't make anything of it. It's, it's nobody animals don't. I mean, they're around, they go, they got their birthday suits on. They don't make anything about it. But the verse I want to concentrate on is verse 15. But Barrier is tempted when he's led away with his own lust and enticed. verse 14. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Now what God's doing to us there is revealing a process of decline. We start with wanting to, the word lust means to passionately desire something. To, To desire that which is forbidden in the Bible is called concupiscence. It's a big word, but it's an old word. Concupiscence—it's desiring that which is forbidden—and man, we've got that badly. If you tell a teenager don't do something, they want to do it. There, and most people are that way. That why homosexuality is prospering in America is because we got a bunch of people filled with concupiscence. They want that which is forbidden. Why you have a situation of multiple wives is because the Bible says after the New Testament, only one woman to one man. That's what Jesus said. He straightened that thing out. And so now guys want two women. One's not enough. The lust, the lust, the passionate desire for that often which is forbidden. And when you get that lust, that lust itself is wrong. And it bringeth forth sin. Sin is defined in First John three four. Sin is a transgression of the law. So you have a passionate desire conceived in you. It births sin, which is a violation of God's law. And sin, this violation of God's law, when it is completed or finished bringeth forth death. Death is not just an act. Death is a process. I'm an old guy now, and I've been around a lot of people at their bedside. I live in Bonita Springs, Florida, which is uh, our church is in, in, I guess, our average population of our city is like 60, 62. I've seen a lot of people come and go, buried over around 200 folks. I've been at the bedside when they've actually died, taking their last breath. I've seen the process of death here. I'm not 70 now. I've seen the process of death. It's in many cases a slow, agonizing, and horrible process. It is a process that I, I would like to tell you it was boom, 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 you know, the, the having a big one while you're sleep, having a heart attack in bed while you're sleeping, and it's over. In my whole life, I've known two people die that way. That's it. Two people. I've known many, many more people die slowly over a long period, sometimes 10 years. I've known men to take care of their wives as they declined for 10 years, couldn't change themselves, bathe themselves, feed themselves. The process of death is horrible. But what he tells us there in verse 15 is that process. It's lust bringing forth sin, which brings forth death. Sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. I want you to remember that phrase on this little podcast. Sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. You can't afford to commit adultery. Oh, Brother Bill, my wife, I'm not happy with her. Or my husband, I'm not happy with him. And I found this, I found my this the world likes to use this. Oh, I found my soulmate. I found the one I've been looking for. Oh, I found that dream partner, that soulmate. I've been around long enough to see soulmates turn into the devil, turn into your nemesis. Because sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. You can't afford to commit adultery because sin, when it's finished, com- bringeth forth death, you can't afford to drink alcohol and have it loosen you up, brother. I don't need to be loosened up. I need to be tightened up. I want you to remember that. I know people that are that are non-Christian people. I mean, I you know they have they have semblance of Christianity about them, but I'm going to say they have non-biblical reasons why they don't drink. Big people like Donald Trump, he said doesn't drink, never seen it do anybody any good. I know another guy locally here, a multi-multi-millionaire, owns a large rock mine. He doesn't drink alcohol because he said when I looked around, I never saw it do it anything, anybody any good, only saw it harm him. He don't drink any alcohol. Uh, I have biblical reasons why not to drink alcohol. Some 75 references to alcohol in the Bible, I only find about two and 73 negative. If I just took the weight of scripture, I'd say alcohol must be—you better be wary of it. But yeah, we have a bunch of Christians today that want that which is forbidden, because born again, Bible believing fundamentalists have been against alcohol, preach against alcohol, going back to Billy Sunday in the twenties, and how they finally uh, passed what they call prohibition—the outlawing of alcohol in America—and then the say went wild smuggled it, made it in basements, they had to have it. It was the lust of concupiscence which which brought forth sin, and sin, when it's finished, brought forth death. How many people die on the road of alcohol a year? They estimate 25,000 people a year die needlessly on the roads because of alcohol. How many died needlessly because of drug overdoses, opiate overdoses, morphine overdoses, Fentanyl overdoses. You can't afford to do fentanyl. You can't afford to do crack. You can't afford to do cocaine because sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. There is no good conclusion to sin. That's what I'm talking about. The Bible says Moses forsook the pleasures of sin for a season. He was smart enough to see that sin was pleasurable, was thrilling, was woohoo. But ultimately, ultimately, the end of the conclusion, the logical end, was death. And you face God. People have come to my office wanting to commit suicide because of sin, by the way. Sin will bring you to the place of wanting to kill yourself. Isn't that crazy? Who in the world, after God gave you life, would want to kill themselves? But there have been people in my office, definitely on the verge, I've had actually two people that I've counseled with actually committed suicide no matter what I said. But a few of them I saved by the grace of God. I, I, by telling them, you know, when you commit suicide, it's the last sin you'll ever be able to voluntarily commit. It's like giving God the finger, and excuse my vulgarity there, but giving God the finger just before you see him. I want you to remember that. Doing something very vulgar to God. The Bible says God has the power of life and death. And all of a sudden, you don't like the way things are going, so you're going to take the, what is rightfully God's and put it into your own hands and take your life. And then you're going to meet God I mean, instantly after you do that because death is not cessation of consciousness. It's simply a door you pass through. To another higher consciousness than what we have even now. So sin, when it's finished, bringeth it forth death. You can't afford to smoke cigarettes, even though it's enjoyable, one of the most enjoyable habits I ever had. I quit it reluctantly and at 18 years old, long and hard, failed a hundred times and finally beat that thing. It was a demon. It was on me. And still, once in a while, even to this day, I get a smell of something or swish for sweet or something or somebody smoking a pipe and I kind of want to go back in my mind and think, boy, it would be nice to smoke again. Think about that. And I'm thinking, no. Sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. You can't afford to violate the Word of God. Why? Because sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death, folks. There is no good conclusion for anyone who violates or rebels against God. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Please don't do it. Don't sin. Don't not sin because the preacher said don't do it. Don't not sin because it's, it's not in vogue or it's not popular. Don't not sin because of some other man. Do it because God said it. Do it because you're convinced that God knows what he's talking about. He made you, he formed you, and everything you see around you. It's, we live in the middle of Avatar. It's everywhere. God, God has made everything. Those things are not God, but they are made by God, and they reflect who he is. And I'll tell you, from what I've seen, woo, God is phenomenal. Please remember lust when it's conceived, bringeth forth sin. And sin when it's finished, bringeth forth death. Some wisdom for your walk.